uh-uh, don't get those socks. Hey, come sit down. It's <laughs> podcast time. Trying to get attention. Just ignore him. No one ignores Blitz. No one put Blitzy in a corner. Is this your spot? Okay. All right. No, no, don't lick the mic. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was no Blitz cam on episode eight. What a buzz kill. Matt and Becca. Ready for episode nine. Can you believe it? What are we going to do for our 10th episode? You said after five, you were supposed to buy equipment and you haven't. So maybe you should do that. <laughs> what should, mics should I get? Man, I need help with that. Someone who actually knows what they're doing. Send me like what mics I should get. The biggest issue that I'm running into is like I hate this table and these yeah, chairs. Yeah, we need a whole. We, we need just, a like, new table. Surfboard the whole time, and this like moves all new around. New table and chairs. I can't imagine like hooking a mic to it without new it. New table being and like... chairs, and we need like some, I feel like some uh, neon or LED lights like up here or something. I like the bits. but yes, a Matt and Becca. Something neon up sign. Something up there. The no regrets. Neon sign. Hello. Bolt. Welcome back. Pod. No regrets. Blitz. Matt and Becca. Own who you are. All in neon. We got a lot of things going for us. All in neon. It is episode nine of the No Regrets podcast. Thank you guys for hanging with us as long as you have. Thank you for believing in us and hanging around for all this weird stuff that we do. And that doesn't end this week. I'm sure we're going to have other weird things to talk about. Good questions. Just typed them out this morning. And we are all over the place, just the way we like it. How was the week? Once again, she didn't give me any heads up on the questions. Guys. Man, you don't she deserve it. She prepares all of these answers to try to like be, give zingers to me. I have no I idea what's coming. thoroughly enjoy the most natural reaction okay. that you have to all of these. I think they enjoy it too, these questions. Um, oh, I should start off by apologizing for last week's episode. And I've had members <laughs> come up to me this past week and be like man you were grumpy on that last episode of the podcast did you need a hug or something and the funniest thing is is like i went into that podcast i was fine not grumpy at all i think it was just your face or something that was ticking me off and then you brought up the game i don't think it was, it was my just face like i think it was downwards and then you just spiral toilet salty because the games i i was super salty okay yeah. Okay, but we're going to talk about the game some more. So good thing is I have more coffee. I was really concerned. I had to jump in to coach the 5 and 6 a.m. crew, which I don't normally coach on Thursdays, the same day we shoot the podcast. So I was like, oh, no, they about to get Grumpy Becca Part 2 because we were up early. We should have done it right after the 6 a.m. class. No, it's been – that would have been interesting. You wouldn't. You would have been grumpy then. No. I would have been up and like, I got my fine. dose of fine. watching people do fitness from five and six a.m., which sometimes does hype me up. But it's been a it's been a rough week for sleep. I was telling you a little bit about it. Just busy, busy week from the extra media we did on Monday, painting shoes, getting that order done, and then just 
I like to be up here early. And then my body's just like, what the heck are you doing? Like, give me some sleep. But I it's felt not it. not just that. We talked about this. It's the heat, the prolonged time. time. Right now, it's very hot here in Texas. And it's the prolonged time of trying to do the training volume. But she stays busy and active within other things. So Coaching videos all in the gym. It's hard when she, like, trains. She maybe comes inside for, like, five minutes get some water or something, but then she's back outside coaching, doing a video, coaching again. And then, in the afternoon. And then you train again. And so you've been in 100 yeah. plus degrees for like five hours straight doing a workout on either end. That's it's hard. better than body. the cold. Hard for your body to deal That's with. That's for sure. Wise. It's better than the cold. Not, not ideal for performance. But. I come in here for five minutes in the afternoon and Blitz runs in the office with me and then just looks at the top of the refrigerator where his treats are. <laughs> He's like, it's snack time. Woo. And he gets <laughs> who do you think gives him more snacks? Because he never does that with me. Uh, who do you <laughs> think he loves more? Because <laughs> I give him more snacks. I think he still loves me more. I think he does too. Okay. So you guys... I will be less grumpy this time. I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to to hammer some of these questions. I need to share a story with you because this is not happened only once but twice. Is the first thing I did when we walked in here is I put on deodorant, the deodorant that I had here because I always have deodorant stashed like back up obviously at home and at the gym just because usually I reapply at the in the afternoon especially when it's this hot. But I ran out of my deodorant at home and I go, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm, and I haven't made it melon. to the, yeah, the cucumber melon. And I haven't made it back to the store since then. And I was like saving that <laughs> deodorant at home. Well, everybody I feel like has been in this situation. Guys. No, no, no. Every, wait, wait, wait. Let me paint the picture for you. I opened my deodorant stick at 4.30 this morning. And the last little bit just like <laughs> flew. It's probably like under the the cabinets in the, the sink because I didn't, you know, I'll get that later, <laughs> but it like flew and I was like, no, what am I going to do? The only solution is to use your deodorant and use your men's deodorant. Well, that's not an issue for me. Men's deodorant works way better than women's deodorant. I know a lot of ladies that use men's deodorant or athletes just because it's, it stays on better, but I had this issue all morning is I smelled like you. And it's not a bad thing, but I just, I feel like, I'm just like, where's Matt? <laughs> it was so distracting and I hated it. I love the way you smell, but I don't want to smell like you personally. That's my deodorant story. <laughs> but that's not the first time I've done that. The first time I did it, the same thing happened. I was like, I don't like smelling like you because I feel like, like, ooh, where is I'm he? I'm always watching. <laughs> I know. I'm always there. So one of my biggest fears, second to um, obviously living with regret and treadmills are tied at the top, is <laughs> going deodorantless like throughout day. the day. Yeah, it's just Being nasty. Being a stinky kid. It's just nasty. Well, and, and having those like sticky, sweaty armpits. Yeah, guys, so. wear your deodorant in the summer. Not just for you, it's Public for everyone around you. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a hot, sweaty gym. I was sandbag marching next to someone who didn't have deodorant yesterday. And I go, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. There, I thought I'd share that with you. Do you have any Thank you. No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any stories for me? No, I was just saying it's ridiculous because you've probably been on that last, like, razor thin edge of having enough deodorant left that you've been like writing out instead of just buying more deodorant i'm not that skimpy with my deodorant i'm just trying to save it till i get to the store on the yeah. weekend and then i keep forgetting it as the last three weeks i said i need to buy deodorant and i keep forgetting it. Yeah. kind of like i the was app, saving it kind of like the app you've been delaying purchasing you need to let go of that <laughs> <laughs> you need to let go of that I'll share the video on this podcast of what happened. I was like crying, laughing. Of all the issues that need to be solved within the gym, Matt thinks it's. What do you mean within the gym? It's not. It's not no, we're always have things to work on. Don't put on. this back on me. We always have things Don't to work put this on. Back on me. Okay. Well, if it's that important to you, tell the people why you think I should, should had to spend so much Guys, time buying this. You app. see all these videos, right? That she does all the edit. You don't. You don't realize the amount of editing and time spent editing a lot of work her reels, YouTube, the podcast, a lot of time. So she uses an app and every so often it runs ads on the app and it's like five seconds of some stupid game that you have to sit there and watch until you hit next. I've never downloaded one of those games that advertises. I know you're not going <laughs> to buy it, but it's wasting your time. It's messing up your flow of work. And I'm like, your time is more is worth getting the app. And I'm like, how much is the app? Thinking it's going to be like ten bucks. A month. I thought it was going to be it's like ninety nine cents a month. <laughs> and I had to like physically sit her down and make her stop and sign up to pay ninety nine cents a month, so she didn't have to waste her time looking at those stupid apps or or ads in the app. And I'm just like, value your time. That's why you're doing that stuff. Is like. Create a following. You're creating a YouTube. Try to monetize it so we can do lots of cool stuff, and then you're wasting your time watching stupid ads. Now I'm gonna have to put those twelve bucks that I spend throughout the year because of that app on my budget. Yeah, and it's tax, tax write off. So, thank you, guys. Thank be you smart with your time. Me. That's no, why you make money. Well, no, no, don't get mad when I go you start make... harassing you when you're doing dumb okay, things. Okay. Well, do it. I need help when I'm being dumb. Yeah, but this you're is what, just this is the This is, well, so are you. Look at this. This is our job. When I'm doing something dumb, you tell me, and then I fix it. When you're doing something dumb, I tell you, and Don't then you be it. dumb. That was our theme of the Don't year last dumb. year. It's still carrying into this yes. year. Don't be dumb. You want to do something cool? I'm going to hold my face correctly on this. Let's talk about the CrossFit Games. Actually, there are some questions in here. I knew we'd get some CrossFit Games questions. I'm ready to answer some questions. Right, I had one training story or okay, I wanted okay. to share. Before okay. we get into questions, are we getting into questions? Well, I was just going to talk about it's Games Week. Yeah. Okay, let's start. Uh, well, I just thought this was interesting. I don't know if anybody else realizes this. And it's kind of, I think it's funny because it just kind of puts you in a mindset of, or my mindset of being an athlete. I've been doing a lot of heart rate training where I make myself stay under a certain heart rate. And it's really challenging. You've been doing some of it with some of the zone it two is. I've been making you do. And we want to go fast. And I think we really have a hard time understanding RPE as CrossFitters because we're used to like death or nothing. And we, at least me, I definitely know like when it comes to mobility or stretching or working through injuries, I have to be careful because I'm always like, no pain, no gain. It has to be hurting or to like get some benefit out of it, which isn't true, but it's, it's easy to coach people through that, but not hold yourself to that. But anyways, I've been doing this heart rate training 
and I'm on the runner, running at this heart rate. I'm like, I'm barely moving, and I feel so slow. But some days we eat lunch too late. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's been days where I'm like on the runner, it's and the I have this. Podcast in a row I have this like about like puking. <laughs> no, like I'll burp, and my heart rate will drop like 10 or 15 beats per minute. Like when you burp, like you can see it immediately. And like, I'm like, is this normal? I can't figure it out. And then I've done a little look, looking now, like it is a normal thing. You uh, researched this? Yeah, I looked it up. Like when you burp, your, is, your heart rate It has spikes. something to do with like your, your valgus nerve from the burp, like your, uh, your non, like it makes you kind of, your involuntary nervous system kicks on for a second. It kind of slows your heart rate down for like, for a second. So I noticed it over time. The ridiculous thing is like is I'm always trying to go faster than my heart rate will let me when I'm doing the heart rate training. And then now <laughs> I'll hit oh that burp God. and I'll be like, oh hell yeah, I have like a second I can oh run faster because my heart rate's gonna no fall. No one go stand and next I can to him, like, I guess no. the end of this story is no one goes stand next to him when he's doing zone two <laughs> on the air runner. You're probably just like no. <laughs> now I'm like, can I try to burp to keep my heart rate down? But no, I get excited because I'm like, oh, I can crank it up. I can increase my pace for a second until my heart rate comes back up and then slow back down. <laughs> but it's just stupid because I should know my heart rate's going to get back there soon and I'm doing the heart it's rate. Like There's a reason I'm doing the heart rate, but my dumb, competitive, it needs to hurt brain is like, yes, I get to go fast for a just second. Burp. <laughs> just burp. Just Get this burp out and I can go fast. It's like your, salt your Mario power up. Yeah, <laughs> Start running faster. Hey. Um, My question is what happens when it comes out the other end? I haven't experimented. <laughs> Have you researched that one? I haven't experimented on that. I feel like it's the same you guys difference. guys I'll put on my heart rate monitor when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll let you guys know. Is there a, a whoop setting or a, a setting for bathroom break on your heart rate monitor? Oh, my sister texted us the other day. She was like, did you know my or your whoop has a, a yard work setting like it, for your workout? You can program oh, you say work? you're doing yard work. So maybe there's like bathroom break on there. I mean. That's so gross. <laughs> not to get... <laughs> I'll just stop there. Yes, say, don't, what were you just about to say? Depending on your digestive think. situation, like if you're constipated, it might be a workout for some folks. <laughs> Whoop might be like, oh my gosh, your stress, what? your strain Why level. Why are you so stressed? Why is your strain level so high? What are so you high? doing? Stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we could get blitz a whoop when you eat something bad oh and he's trying to pat, his like, body would be like you're dying it's like a glove like, and he's like out there trying so <laughs> we went off the rails there i i was just talking about burping and you had to take it there so the no regrets podcast has turned into puke stories <laughs> and burping and farting stories so, i don't know if you guys uh, have you experienced, experienced that? That? <laughs> are we just alone over here um, I can't say I, well, I don't, I do my zone two in the morning, so I've never experienced, I mean, it's I mostly when I, I just eat like lunch I, too late. Yeah, if I get okay. caught eating lunch yeah. too late and then I'm doing the it. Nasty. Yeah. Burps. Okay. Well, science. Okay. We can <laughs> science. science. Cool. Game stuff. Yeah. Cool.
angry Becca engaged. <laughs> no, there is I purposely or organized our questions because there um is like one or two or really just one big question on there or some people were asking about the programming too. On just our opinions on it. And cool, they kicked off. We're shooting the podcast on Thursday. They kicked off today. We got to watch the biking event, which Man, makes me really realize I got to get on a bike and get comfortable because those events are not going anywhere. They're they're at the games when you make it to the games. Um, if you guys haven't heard my bike story before for the games last year, as I was like, that was probably the, one of the scariest things, scariest moments I've ever been in. It was like event one on a bike with all forty of us out there. Was it all forty of us? Yeah, it was. Yeah. All forty of us out there so intimidating and just being the first event at the games I was already gonna pee my pants and I was like oh now we're on a bike too no big deal okay so uh we got to watch that this morning and those bikes that course looked gnarly I mean lots of little twists and turns and getting on and getting off uh what do you think about how do you feel about games week no I thought I mean I thought the bike event looked cool it did look cool it looked like they had some spectators around, which was awesome. Too. Yeah, it was definitely very challenging, just all the turns. And, like, it's not, like, a ton of elevation gaining anywhere, but, like, little – when you add in, like, the elevation in the turns or how to speed up and um, accelerate and decelerate through those turns, and then especially, like, when there's – it's not just a flat turn. Yeah. is takes skill on the bike. And so, obviously, you could see that, who, who people who were really good at that. And then they had the little – wall 200 meter i guess where you had to run your bike get it over the wall i don't think the wall thing was a huge thing but even practicing that getting on your getting off your bike smoothly getting on your bike yeah. smoothly um all makes up little bits of time so it was kind of it was cool um I bet those I, we'll see mountain how bikes were like oh burning the legs like really yeah. having to push those guys hard we had different bikes last year have that guy um in the garage here we took it home from the games because i didn't have a bike so this is my bike that i train on and i remember there were we had the course that we ran last year it had a little bit had, definitely had a big uphill portion of it and then you came back downhill it had gravel it had road it was like a little bit of everything i remember my legs were on fire the whole time we did that one that was what like a 35 minute ride because we had like five laps or something it ended up being like right around 30 to 35 minutes so the bikes are there i'm i mean really excited we haven't seen event two watch some of that go shout down. out to our bolt mountain bike guys i know i'm, I'm guys, just been mountain biking guys, so that was cool we're gonna i'm gonna come with you guys jump in i'm scared i'm scared to mountain bike because i think they're going like pretty i mean there's all different I mean, ways there's but... there's beginner trails and everything and i can talk to waifu Oh, shout out Waifu over there organizing all this. He said there's like beginner trails and everything. I need some of that. I'm very uncomfortable, especially on like some of those challenging trails that we have around here. But my goal, I'm really, I'm like actually writing it down. I want to do more things that like scare me, get me out of my comfort zone. And especially when it comes to like the games, when we're talking about our games talk. Guys, the games is completely different. It's a whole different game once you get there. You will be prepared but never there will always be something there that's gonna scare you and get you out of your comfort zone and that's the cool part about it that's the scary part about it about putting yourself out there and just realizing i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm gonna be an athlete and try to figure it out on the spot so 
I am excited to watch the rest of the, the yeah, games. I'm interested and... to see what the last event is on Friday before the cuts and just mm-hmm. kind of see how that all balances out before that first round of cuts. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just 10, right? It's just 10 the first day. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be interesting. Always mixes up so much over the course of the first like five events. Like the leaderboard will constantly, constantly be flipping around. Everybody will move, be moving around. But one of our, we'll just jump into this question because it's right off the top. Is someone wanted to know our thoughts on the inverted medley event, which is the gymnastics skill medley, particularly the pullovers. To be honest, this is what they're saying. To be honest, it seems like almost too much new stuff that is potentially super dangerous if you've never done it before, like the 180 dismount or the round off off of the box, and then kicking up onto the obstacle to do a 360 pirouette. What are our thoughts on that? Right off the top, I will tell you guys, I I did rant a little bit about this when they announced the event, is I was like, take this from someone who, who knows what they're... Okay, I'm not getting angry. I'm not getting angry. Watch out. I'm not getting angry. I'm just going to like... <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> stop with your face. Hi, I'm Smiley Becca today. <laughs> but seriously, this is coming from someone who I like that event personally for me, if I'm being selfish, like I would do good at that event because of my background. But if I'm thinking about people trying to figure out these new skills, like I'm really just, there's not many things besides that 360 pirouette on the soft box that they showed. I think it's a soft box, like on that elevated surface. I am nervous about that because it is dangerous. We saw at semifinals, like how many people we're failing and walking outside the box on just like the box on the ground. Now you're elevated. And I, I really want to be like, it's not for these athletes that are out on the floor. They're good enough to control themselves if they do get out of control. But when you're racing and in that competitive spirit, like crazy things happen. So I'm kind of, I'm excited to watch it for sure. But like I kind of, said a little bit last week i wish they the gymnastics portion was more like volume gymnastics the fitness aspect of like show me how many pull-ups you can do show me how to, how you can move your body weight through through space and um really present fitness in that form versus like always trying to do these funky skills i'm a fan of the pullovers yeah. the pullovers still show strength and skill i i mean I don't think it's anything other than the pullovers are new, but it's not anything that's going to be too challenging for these athletes. Yeah. So other than that, everything has been at the games before. Obviously, you have the pirouette on the on the. I just don't think that's on the necessary. Elevated mm-hmm. surface, but the ramps have been there. The freestanding handstand push-ups. All of these athletes and their coaches, once they made the games, if they didn't have those, I guarantee you they were working on all of these types of skills like all the time. So. And they practiced, they, they demanded some of this in the semifinals. So I don't feel that there's anything like crazy outside of the box or crazy new that's, that's unreasonable. And I do get a little bit, maybe the safety on the elevated box, but is it any more dangerous than the bike event with everybody starting at once and people that can crash and stuff that, that can happen there? Um, I don't know. And so, and I, I do think like any sport, like, what is the most popular sport in this country? Football. It's freaking dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
and they try they, we want to protect the athletes and find ways to make it safer all the time and we don't want to take unnecessary risk never want to take unnecessary risk or not have athlete safety in mind but at some point too um there's always going to be a risk in sport so i don't know if that elevated box i'd have to see some people try to play around with it but if it's if it's worth yeah. it or not but i think i i kind of agree with you is maybe there's ways you could do it with staying in a box instead of 360 you do um like 720 like you have to make two turns in a box so you're testing the same skill that's, but that's it's a little where... bit safer that's um, where I get a little where bit you're gonna back get you're gonna get like a spread. The same person that's gonna the win on the box, the 360 is gonna do is gonna do 720 faster, but then you're not falling off of a box. Yeah. So there may be some argument for that. I also agree that uh, there hasn't been a lot of volume gymnastics, which is kind of it's like just like weightlifting. We do a one rep max lift, and then we do grace where you're moving a barbell. You know, it's fine to have a skill test that's like a high end skill test or skill medley but also have some workouts where you're training some volume stuff and you could even do new stuff like a lot of strict toes to bar or something like that to where it's still a, a volume kind of fitness aspect of gymnastics versus just how skillful you are at gymnastics. I mean, there's tons of Olympic weightlifters that can have the skill and the strength to put up huge totals, but you ask them to do squat clean grace and they're going to fall apart. So just that same aspect you want to see balanced in the gymnastics side, I think is what you're at. Or what you were at going, going yeah towards. well that's my frustration with it because we talked about it a little bit last week and i was just really hoping but we are seeing a little bit of volume gymnastics in in the second event yeah, which i'm pig, super the, excited the about chipper. um i just feel like in that venn diagram it's i don't know i don't know I'm, i've been going back and forth in it i think my frustration came with is it necessary to do that pirouette on the box i'm totally up for them like walking up the ramp all the way to that really tall box and doing the round off off guys that that's not difficult if you learn a handstand correctly you learn how to do that um i don't i watched like brent fikowski's uh, instagram post and it didn't seem like that round off had a very clear brief to it or a very clear standard they were just like make sure your feet are facing the way you're going to go back which that frustrated me a little bit there's got to be more clear standards that happened way too much last year. There was a lot of gray area in all the new standards that we did. Um, I don't think that's dangerous at all. Um, if you know how to handstand, you'll be fine on that, which all these athletes are fantastic athletes that know how to do that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just raising the bar of what you're expected to do at the games. Just that, like, there's been years at the games where people can't swim or hardly can swim. Yeah. Yeah, you're expected. You're expected to go try to it do or, that or bike and handstand. Yeah, walk if you're making the game, so obstacles. there's nothing more dangerous than someone in the ocean. You well, know, yeah. when, well, when, when, they were, when we were in the in in California doing open water yeah, swims in the dangerous. ocean in the Pacific Ocean and having very limited swim experience. And sure, they had they took athlete safety in, in mind, and they had lots of, you know lifeguards and everything but it's just saying like hey this is an way, expectation i will so, take back my yeah dangerous quote because that the biking i mean it's just it's sport and you love that about sport when you're a, an athlete i mean you that's reason why you, part of the reason why you do it is it's a just like bit of that risk it's kind of it's like cool. you said doing stuff that scares you if you would have had to do the crit you would have been ter terrified <gasps> i think if and there so was one thing i would never want to and do it's gonna drive the crit and it's gonna drive you to like get more comfortable on the bike right yeah, for sure or even last year drives you to get spend more time on the bike versus and then same thing if you 
are potentially on that edge of making the games, like you're going to be scared as hell. Like I might fall on my face in front of everybody. Or fall off your bike on your butt and roll an ankle and do that on event one. Yeah. Did it. Done it. Check mark it. And then we're going to be back there soon, hopefully. So yeah, ultimately, (laughs) you don't want to take unnecessary risk, but every now and then there's going to be risks in the test to truly get a well, full breadth of, very excited to see the skill medley. I oh the other thing is it's not any more the but the box is not any more dangerous than people learning to walk over the parallettes the first time. That still that was that scared me a little bit just because one misstep of your hand you're going face first into a bar. So I mean I go back and forth on is it maybe dangerous? No. Is it necessary? No. I don't think a pirouette on top of a box is necessary. The funny thing, too, we just talked about football and how dangerous of a sport it is. I think like the highest injury, most dangerous sport is gymnastics. Like high-level gymnastics. We are not answering this question well because, well, well, injuries that happen in gymnastics, they just happen everywhere from accidents to right. overuse. There's so many things. So definitely excited to see that one. Wish I was doing it for sure. Wish I was doing it. Um, so I read you this question because this awesome person, this is a, well, I had to think about this question. Email us if you have long form questions at getthatfusenews at gmail.com. This one came from that. Ready for it? How can a person who drives trucks experience CrossFit? <laughs> Don't have access to a box. If I go to a box, it might, it may be twice, maybe three times a month. I'm very fascinated with CrossFit. Been reading the journals, a CrossFit main site. I'm overweight with type 2 diabetes with joint injuries and a disabled veteran. Thanks. So we're going to kind of give some advice for truck drivers out there. Thank you for your service and thank you for your your service. Always super cool. So you want to kick us off on that one? I mean, the first thing I would say is is change your mindset. Just because it's easy to make an excuse. I don't have a home gym. I don't have, I'm not saying that's what you're doing. You're just asking for advice. But just knowing how human beings, we, we tend to You like, can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You can make it happen. And it's just ultimately you deciding that you want to do it. So that would be the first thing is shifting your mindset of like, hey, your circumstances are different, but it's not impossible. And it's not an excuse or don't, you know, don't let it, make you a victim to your circumstances. So that's what I would say. First thing, like not saying that's what you were doing by asking the question, but just for other people listening that might be sim- in similar circumstances, don't, don't let that deter you. Second is start with something simple and find yourself some form of coaching or community. And the two places I would say that would be the most useful or possibly beneficial for you and that I know people have had success with would be something like street parking Ooh, that, that does garage gym fitness and they have all sorts of examples. Like if you just had a dumbbell and maybe a jump, you know, a few things that you kept in your truck, you could do some, probably some variety of what they do um, on a daily basis. And they have a very strong, from what I've seen from the outside, I haven't experienced it. They have a very strong kind of online community that's going to help like you it. be accountable. And so something like that, and I know there's stuff, um, I believe Mayhem has something like Mayhem 30, which is like kind of an at-home 
shorter, shorter, um, even a no equipment type program. So, and I, I know, and at least on the competitive side, there's a big community in, in, in the, in that mayhem community. So finding yourself, a, um, now thankfully we have the internet and all those sorts of things, a, a place that's going to get you kind of some coaching, whether it be videos you can watch of the workouts, but then also some connection to a community to where you can communicate with people or have other people, even if you're just looking at putting your time in that a little bit of accountability of like, Hey, I'm going to log into their app and, and, and do that. That's what I would recommend. Um, I mean, beyond that, you could get a personalized coach that could give you something exactly for you, but that's obviously going to be a bigger investment, uh, a, a bigger, probably monetary investment, but that's, that's what I would start with. So, that's really cool. I, if I'm you're so, if you're like, hey, I'm ready to get into CrossFit style training. I'm so glad this question came up for a couple of reasons. I love when it's it's just the timing of it's really good because I feel like recently I've had um, a little bit of a mindset kind of shift and thinking about why I do the fitness that I do, and obviously I'm kind of in another bubble just because of the way I compete. I was also in it for the sport of it, not just health and fitness, but those two kind of go together. And we've also had recently, I've been talking to a lot of our members and I know you have two of even my dad's one of them and some folks that love to do CrossFit and love, absolutely love the community of it because that that's what is that that's what creates CrossFit. It's the the workouts and the community aspect all tied together. But then I'm like, especially because I, I coach the classes, I coach some kiddos for personal training, I coach people trying to get skills and everything. And I'm like, what is CrossFit? And it, yes, CrossFit has its type, specific types of workouts. But when it boiled down to like the end of my thoughts, I was like, I don't care if you do CrossFit or whatever you want to call it you do something that helps your health and fitness that fits your lifestyle. There have been some members in here that have, that have said, Hey, I'm, I need to stop CrossFit. And I'm like, what is, what does that mean? I'm like, you could come in here and regardless of what equipment you use, what you, what your body feels like, we can write you up something that'll get you moving. And I think, I mean, cross, I feel like in my eyes, CrossFit, CrossFit is so broad. Everybody just needs to find some type of movement that that fits their lifestyle. And when people have come up to me, they they're like, I can't do CrossFit anymore because they're imagining you're snatching a barbell for for time and you're doing all these crazy things up on the pull-up bar. I'm like, no, we don't have to do that. We just have to adjust based on what your body feels like, what your injuries, past injuries are. Your your we're we want you to be fit and healthy. And everybody has to do it in a different way, depending on what their lifestyle, what their life has brought them. So those were great, great, great programs and points and definitely things like you can, you can implement into that. And when you have the time to stop into a CrossFit gym, awesome. You're going to get that community aspect. You're going to get the magic of it and be able to do, maybe do a little bit more stuff rather than being limited by your your truck driving and your situation there. So, yeah, just to piggyback on what you said, I think there is, you know, the longer you do this and different things that come up, whether it be physical limitations or injuries, it can be frustrating because you can't snatch what you used to snatch or move like you used to move. You just have to realize the end goal of what you're trying to 
fitness build, is lifelong. And, it's going to have to adjust. But I will say there is times like psychologically or that you want to take a break or dovetail off into something else. Bodybuilding, running a 10K, you know, and it's fine to kind of go off and train that. I wouldn't totally get up, give up on the full functional fitness side because it's going to serve you well in any of those things. So there is that, but just as long as the biggest thing is be honest with yourself. Are you, is it because it's hard and difficult or is it just, hey, I need this psychological, I, I kind of want something new and fresh and, mm -hmm. and, and this is a piece of what I'm going to do for a while. But um, as long as you're being honest with yourself, I think it's fine to have those moments of, of, of maybe dovetailing a little bit, not doing pure CrossFit, but even that, that is still. This is lifelong. Doing functional fitness is You're going to have to change and adapt where, over the course of your life and yeah. don't be afraid afraid to do that and try different things and but biggest no matter where you're at in life no excuses no excuses you can do it you can do it everyone can do it you just got to prioritize it make a good plan and then go from there and take baby cool. steps to start if you're like that dude or thank you for your, dude or lady. your question you're awesome go get it matt and i have said we could live you talked about you wanted to be a truck driver at one point you I said like when we tripping. when we I road like trip you're like i could totally be a truck driver i was like uh, okay i have that little bit of that nomad like, in me too all the, but, we could get a van with blitz and definitely travel but i could definitely I see happy. you driving a semi and then blitz is just like sitting on the side of you i could see you guys doing that that's awesome next question is funfetti a cake flavor Please validate me, my best friend asked. I like how this is a fitness podcast, and then it goes to this. My best friend asked what my favorite kind of cake was. I said Funfetti. She claimed that Funfetti isn't a flavor, and now I may need a new best friend. Mm. Okay. I don't know what Funfetti is. is that's it's just a, it's the a sprinkles? vanilla with the, the sprinkles. So it isn't a flavor. It's just vanilla. I, 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 I really like this person because they send in great questions all the time. But I have to go with it's vanilla cake. Which is cool little specks in it. With cool. But I put sprinkles on my ice cream just because it's fun. <laughs> So, but I don't call you it. You put gummy bears but in your I don't, ice cream and eat them hard. That's question, weird. Different question. Gummy bears and ice cream are the best. I like the. I like when they get hard so and frozen. Weird. But I put. You know what I put in my ice cream? Fruit. You psycho. No, no. <laughs> Milk. Because it's yeah, too sweet. <laughs> but so. But I don't. So if I put sprinkles in my mint chocolate chip ice cream, which I did that this past weekend, I don't call it. Funfetti mint or whatever. <laughs> so, sorry. I hope you guys can still be friends. I'll still be your friend, even though you think Funfetti's <laughs> a flavor. Blind taste test is the real, true experiment. Oh yeah. Blind taste. Test. You know what I? But hate? can you can you taste in the Funfetti like the little chunks, or is it just like the, literally? No, no, it's just like visual no, thing. <laughs> okay, blind blind taste test settles it. You know what I would hate to do too, because I say red velvet is one of my favorite cake flavors. I think that doesn't have much of its own flavor. Red velvet cake. I feel like it's almost just like vanilla cake. No, it's got a flavor. Does it? Yeah. I don't feel like it does, <laughs> but I just like the fact that it's red <laughs> and it's velvet. <laughs> And it's got cream cheese icing usually. Okay, next question. 
man, why did I put this question on here? It's just gonna make me angry. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. I'll I'll bring the drama for Deep it. Deep breath. Hey, maybe if you burp Dealing before. Dealing. <laughs> lower your heart rate. <laughs> Dealing with gym drama while trying to progress as an athlete. Where's the rest of that question? Okay, did we just say you have a brief gym drama talk? I hate gym drama. Whatever you do, if you're an affiliate owner and you see gym drama, just cut it off at the head right away. Unless if you're bringing it, you need to like. I feel stop. like we could make like a really funny reels or video. About gym drama? Of like days of our lives, but like make it in the gym. And just do some just corny, some corny, funny drama, dramatic scenes. I mean, I. Or like telenovelas, thankful, like some Hispanic. Like and some I think Spanish it's a little bit Spanish. of we have cut gym drama off in the past, but it hasn't been like bad. I don't know. Ugh. Egos bring up gym drama, I think. And then just disconnection through the community. We don't have a lot of gym drama here. But I hear so many stories of people dealing with, it's like the cool kids club. We've talked about that before. And the not cool kids club. And everybody has like their little circles. And I hate that. But to answer this question, like having it limit your progression as an athlete is dumb. Like you need to build a, if I'm being I mean, drama honest, is just like, drama is it's, too. It's not broad. gym. It's not. It's not even gym. That's just drama in life. I feel like if yeah. you're around, there's drama everywhere. If I'm being honest, you just got to build a thicker skin and not let it get to you. I did a move mindset talk, and it's one of my favorite ones. And I, I did it with my. <laughs> I did a small post with my squid hat on the other day. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have worn the squid hat to make it more serious. But I said, it'll only hurt you if there's a part of you that believes it. And what I mean by that is insults, drama, whatever you want to call it will only affect you if there's a part of you in your brain that's like kind of like, oh, am I like that? Am I like, uh, you get defensive about it. Yeah. And I know in the past, if I catch myself getting defensive about something, I try to check myself and be like, is this who I am? Maybe it is. If it isn't, I just let it go, and then I go about my business. But when it comes to drama, I mean, I it's hate too it. broad of us. I don't know what that means. It could be a million things. If it, I mean, we've talked about because like, I don't know. Your what the, the, there's a, there's the a past, there's too. a side of me that says let it roll off your back, but depending on the type of drama it is, it's like do the stand up and do the right thing by either saying something, bring it up to somebody, or leave. But I just don't know what degree of gym, gym drama they're talking about, so I can't really say what to, what to do. I want to give them an answer, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Because there's some point where it's like, if it's unethical, if there's bad, like, that you need to stand up and say something or bring it to somebody's attention or just physically say like, hey, I'm not being judgmental, but I don't want to be around this. Not good for me. Peace. I'm out. I just don't know what the deal of or what degree of they're talking about. Make sure you're in a healthy environment, one. Because as much as, like, in, of an individual, I think, like, I have a pretty thick skin. If I'm in a bad environment, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be here. It's just, like, extra energy that you're expending that you could be using on your training and working on yourself. So that's number one. Check your environment. If it's something that you can, like, 
work productively in, great. You can stay there. If it's not, change environments if the drama's that bad. Two, I just think, I just always go back to if there's drama that crosses my path that affects me, I'm just like, why does it affect me? Yeah. And if it's something I can work on personally, I will. If if it's something that I can't control, that's when you gotta like yeah. peace. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you gotta be honest with yourself. Like, you don't want to spend time in some place that's not gonna hinder your progression. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes you have to be honest with yourself. Is like, I'm creating the drama by how I'm reacting to the situation because oh. I'm envious or something else is happening. Oh, he said See? it. You're the problem. I'm just kidding. No. I'm kidding. No, There's a to... chance. There's a chance. But um, I think if we yeah. all kind of take that idea of working on ourselves rather than First. focusing on that, it, the whole situation, all of the sides of it will get better. Um, but check your environment and then make sure make sure that's right first. And then really check yourself. Like, if why does this bother me? If, it, if it's something I can work on, sweet. If it's not, you got to move. Okay? Uh-uh-uh. There was quite a few questions that were people were asking when I started CrossFit, and I started CrossFit back when I was 13. So I went through my teenage years, competed as a teenager two years at the games, and then now 10 years later, oh my gosh, my 10-year anniversary is coming up. Wow. 10 years of doing all this crazy stuff. Um, yeah, but almost 10 years of doing all this. I love it. Fell in love with it from day one, and it's definitely been a lot of, obviously, physical growth as my body has changed from teenager to adult, but also a lot of mental growth up here. And not only I will say this, I fell in love with it because this kept me doing the sports and athletics that I love to do, but also interacting with people in a community and this is my job, so it's amazing. And I'm so glad I get to do it next to hardworking people. Um, so that's why I started or got into CrossFit at 13. And the challenge of it and the community aspect of it kept me around almost 10 years later. There you go. Um, if you could use magic to do one mundane task for the rest of your life, what would it be? Use magic to do what? <laughs> say that again. One mundane, is that to how you remove? say that? No, to just do the task for you. Like, you um, don't have to do it. Fold clothes. <laughs> That's so easy for me. Folding clothes is the stupidest thing in the, on planet Earth. I hate folding clothes. I'm just going to unfold them and wear them. I don't like doing dishes either, though. Come on. What do you do? You would probably say, like, grocery shopping or something. No? no? I mean, Monday, I think, like, something to do with the business. Okay. Like, some administrative task, like... Emails. <laughs> like, take people's money or deal with credit cards and... Is that what you would use your magic on? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to... You're going to see the the clothes being folded magically off to the side. I've always said, when they invent the washer and dryer that folds your clothes for you, sign me up. I don't care how much it costs. Sign me up. I don't want anything to do with my clothes. 
That's why we wear spandex all the time. Just saw your post on accessory work on IG. How important is it? Very. It's like the glue that holds all the big things together. Or like the foam that fills in the gaps to all of your training. I was trying to think of something that like a, you'd fill in <laughs> well, something. The, the real reason, like, I think people think accessory work sometimes is just like additional volume. It's not. And sometimes it's okay if it's somewhat the case, like if you're trying to build a muscle, you're doing accessory work to try to get more pump or more time under tension on the muscle, under the muscle. But as a CrossFit athlete, there's some point to where, you know, you might have the skill or have some volume of the skill, but there's a limiting factor in your strength somewhere or your, your ability to pull down with the bar on your lats. And so doing some, instead of just doing more toes to bar, it's not going to make you better as fast as, hey, if I just do a lot of lat accessory work, I'll get my lats stronger. Then that's going to like speed up my ability to do big sets of toes to bar. So there's certain things like that is like if you can target, hey, I'm, I'm weak here or the weakest part of this movement for me or where I fail is midline stamina or my grip or different things that where you can do accessory work to get that stronger. And then that's going to make that skill or that movement stronger. And so as a CrossFit athlete, that's what I would say is like, is the accessory work is, is kind of targeting that weakness. So you get better, faster at and those also movements. Also injury prevention. And then, and then that's, that's We're training thing. like major muscle groups. And sometimes that accessory work is focused on more of those smaller muscle Staying groups. Staying balanced. And, stabilization. And, and just getting those smaller muscle groups to make sure they're firing. I know there's a lot of shoulder issues in CrossFit. Yeah. And that's because most people don't know they're, they, their smaller rotator cuff muscles or their um, they over exert certain muscles or they're very uh, anterior dominant and they don't develop a lot of posterior shoulder strength and different things and so it creates imbalances and then just like we always say like when we do accessory work it's like don't worry about the weight just make sure the right muscles are working mm -hmm. and burning because one if you're not you'd be surprised what muscles you don't use yeah exactly and what happens when you're when you don't use them or when you don't, they don't get stronger. They're not yeah. getting the reps. You could be doing the basic movement, but if you're not using the right muscles to do it. So yeah, staying balanced and very important injury free. And then also kind of target weaknesses. Very important. Do your accessory work. I know it's not fun and fancy, but it pays off big time. And do it with intention. Intention. That's the other thing. A lot of people will go through the motions or do it, but not be wow. like, I feel so proud of that moment. You were like, yeah, like I coach you or something. <laughs> you know what I want, but um, yeah. Think about why you're doing it or ask your coach, like where should I be feeling this, especially in like the accessory stuff? Because it is so easy. We program it a lot in class and people think that they know what they think. They know the basic motion, but they're not using the right muscles. Would you have tried out for American Gladiators? Y'all. Yeah. Guys, we sure. talked about this when I, I was first watching it with Matt. I was like, what the heck is this? But then the more we watched it, I was like, okay, I'm in. Did you make Seth Rollins tear shoes? I did. Very cool.
very cool connection, and I've actually made two pairs of his shoes. If you guys seen his blue cheetah fancy outfit from a couple pay-per-views ago, and then these were some crazy ones that they requested in a short period of time. But if you want your own custom tier shoes, you can check out my website. What did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be a teacher. Now I deliver beer. LOL. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I literally did not know in high school and everything. And then I got into this and I was like, I don't see myself doing anything else. What did you want to be? An astronaut? <laughs> no. I want to go to space. I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't have a set thing like I want to be this. I guess I just wanted to be. I, I fell into that thing of doing. I was a very good like student, followed all the rules. I was very much in that path of like do the thing you're supposed to do or you should do. Like that. Well, we've talked about this before. before. And We're I like had this rule followers, but I had this underlying like sense of. I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm a contrarian. I don't want to just do what everyone else is doing. So that eventually took over. But like, even when I, I went to the academy because it's a great school and uh, I wanted to play football there. And then I was there and I was good at math and it's like one of the top engineering schools in the country. So I was like, I guess I'll get an engineering degree. And then kind of did all of these things. But then I was like, uh, at some point I was like, I don't want to do this. We've talked about this so, before. Matt and I are both, rule followers but i have this underlying rebel under that being that i was the same way like through high school i had good grades did all my assignments all my homework and everything but if you ask me what i want to do i'm like something these people aren't doing <laughs> like i want to do something different i don't want just want to run the same course everybody else is running so i didn't know that's why i'm so thankful that i found this at such an early age and I, it, I love being an athlete, so it gave well, me a chance here, to be an athlete for a very long here's time. Here's what I've learned over time. Hmm. When I was young, I used to think that all the people that made the rules were smart and caring people. Oh, look who's angry now. <laughs> and then I realized they're just human beings and people, and some of them are dumb and stupid, so I don't have to follow dumb and stupid rules. Look who's angry so. now. I just hit a nerve right there. <laughs> Would you ever train Blitz to go hunting? We get a Blitz cam. Blitz was just barking and we had to take a break. He's a natural hunter. Um, I don't think so just because neither of us do hunt any Blitz. hunting. I don't have the guts hunt. for that. But Blitz just naturally knows how to point and he does love to hunt in the woods back there. He definitely chases a lot of things, but he does a natural like little point. Go yes. freeze. Very cool. Very cool. But I don't know. His if instincts ever go. are amazing. He's you can. He's it's already... crazy how they breed that into them. Mm -hmm. Um, when he sees a squirrel, oh, he just looked at me. Oh, you said it. I missed it. When he you... sees a squirrel, he goes on attack mode. Um, Bugs, birds, anything that he can chase or get or. But the crazy thing is, too, that you can see in these dogs that are bred to hunt alongside humans is how much 
they want direction from you within the hunt. Like he'll he'll get really excited about if I go out with him and we're like chasing he, a squirrel. He or, loves a good job. Or I tell him where it's at, or tell him to go this way or that way to flush something out. He gets super excited. So yeah, he loves to, to be. He, Just he, not much. Give of him a, a job and he'll go. I do I, it. I, I did some hunting in the past. I haven't done it anytime recently, but he would love doing any of that. But he's not trained to it. Yeah. Really. Which you wouldn't want to put him in any danger. He'd be fine. We will go hiking with him soon, like a legit Colorado hike. So we'll see how he does with that. We're going to do a rapid fire. Let's go, keep it rapid go, fire go, today. Go, go. Favorite chocolate bar? Twix or Milky Way? Can't decide. I think it's Twix. Go. No, yours. I don't have a favorite chocolate bar. Oh my gosh. How is this going to be rapid fire if you don't answer any of I them? I don't have a favorite chocolate raisin bar. Raisin it. It's not a bar, but it's a raisin it. I don't eat chocolate bars. Okay, I don't I don't eat them either, but you definitely Kit had Kat. one. Thank you. There you go. That's a good one. Um vacation in Canada? Question mark. Not unless I go to the beach soon. I will not Where? go to Canada before the beach. Why? Go to Canada right now. It's probably beautiful. I will not go to Canada before I go to the beach. <laughs> so you guys are down on the wait list. Are you married? Hope you're watching the video. <laughs> How much do you like kebabs? <laughs> a kebab is anything you want it to be, as long as it's on a stick, right? I think there's... Who's still working out right now? Coaches. Okay. <laughs> you should be born working out right now. I think there's different types of kebabs. I no, no, rapid fire. Rapid okay. fire. How much do you like kebabs on a scale of 1 to 10? What if there was a such thing as a dessert kebab? Does that exist? Like cake, cookie. I think the type of kebab that maybe they're something. talking about is kind I haven't had Candy before. strip. Something like that. Because I've just had like shish kebabs I've made on the grill. Like a, uh, onions, yeah. shrimp, good. steak. That sounds really good actually right now. Um... <laughs> Seven out of ten. I don't know why. I think I just haven't given them a chance enough. Do you do... Okay, that's the end of our rapid fire. Good job. Do you do CrossFit benchmarks like girl the girls' workouts regularly for their intended purpose to establish progress? Question mark. Just benchmark workouts? No, we don't do a lot of that. A lot of those. We do them. They come up every night. We're doing one tomorrow, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Helen, because the games is doing it. Oh, Helen. Oh. Wow. Beep. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Um, you can speak to this. You're the programmer for the gym. But not a whole ton. They pop up every now and then. Yeah. Um. This goes back to my contrarian nature, especially when I first started. I felt like so much of the programming was just lazy in wow. affiliates. I'm serious. <laughs> and it was just like, just named workouts all the time. And I just wanted to write my own. And I didn't want to, that was a way to separate like Bolt a little bit from CrossFit or like say, hey, we're, we're CrossFit. We're diehard CrossFitters, but CrossFit affiliates. Um, but I guess a part of my contrarian nature was I wanted to develop our our own style of programming and how we did things. So we did those less often. And this kind of go, I get salty sometimes when I see leaderboards or you get to people, like if it's not judged 
like on a benchmark thing like that doesn't mean much to me. And I always saw that on the gyms, like best talent time, best this, best that. So glad that. you're making up for the saltiness and, last week. <laughs> and when I see some of those things, I'm like, if I if it wasn't judged or counted, it doesn't count. Like, so I just never wanted to create that culture of of going fast no matter what or cutting corners. Um, always that we have competition days. I have days where I push people to compete, and people naturally do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think. It, um, that naturally happens, so you don't have to push it as much. In a lot of gyms where they push it a lot, you get a lot of people that cut range of motion, cut corners, cut reps, all that sort of stuff. You just get on the we leaderboard because still... that's valued the most. That's valued over anything else in a lot of places. Yeah. Or especially back then. It's so, so good. The the binge. I mean, we still do our programming. We'll repeat stuff, but it's is. All all the liftings like linear progression. We're doing strength cycles, and you we do come up on a lot of benchmarks. And I mean, our we use sugar water around here, so it'll warn you when you've done this specific workout before, which is really always fun to see. Um, And then when those pop up, yeah, we just definitely, I mean, prioritize quality moving first, first and foremost, and then just always holding yourself to that standard. And we do. when we do bring up those competition days, I mean, we're preaching that same thing. I think we just don't do it a whole ton for, yeah, those reasons of we want to compete, we want to do it in a healthy way, and you'll well, still see progress. We, we talk about that. this all the time. There's a difference between competing and training. Yeah. And when you're in here most days, time, we're training. you should be training. It's okay to, hey, I could do this workout faster doing singles toe, single toes to bar. That's not going to get you better at toes to bar or work on your grip fatigue if you just are constantly breaking up those toes to bar stuff like that so um or the the dreaded swinging i'm touching my toes to bar doing it rx but i'm just swinging back and forth and i'm not developing any gymnastics awareness or coordination of a kipping swing and being able to hold on to it so we try to break down some of those things so i had to stand up sorry that stool was driving me insane hope you guys can still see me that's just how we do things. Yeah, I mean, wrong there's nothing wrong with it. To answer your question, no, around here, like, we don't do a whole lot of it, but we do lifting cycles, benchmarks, so you guys can still see the progress that you want to see from um, doing things like that. So, cool. And EMOMS is another great way. EMOMS, that, my favorite. That we do, um, that you can really see progress in, what you can hold in a minute. Last question. What's the best advice you can give to a new L1 coach starting out? And what is the best continuing education course? I couldn't tell you that, the second part of that question. Let me think for a second. You're going to, just the advice, you're going to learn so much just from being on the floor and you will never stop having new situations come into the gym. And it's so fun. That's what keeps it so entertaining is every day you're going to have a new challenge just because everyone's different. I said that all the time with personal training is I think I, I, I really help someone or I feel like I help and do a good job, whether it's get someone their new skill or help them progress in their fitness and health journey. And then I'm like, I'm going to write this down. I got this all figured out. And then the next person comes in, and they're completely different. I'm like, I don't, nope, can't use that plan. This person's completely different. So it'll always keep you entertained. You'll always be learning. So get ready for that. 
any advice for a new L1 coach? Um, I can't sit still because I have too much caffeine. I would say just, yeah, I can't answer when you're advancing around over okay. there. Um, I'll stop. Just develop relationships. That's how you're going to be the most effective coach and showing that you care. And you show that you care in a lot of ways. You know, there's so many like little low hanging fruits that it can be easy to fall into after you coach a certain amount of classes. But obviously, like big no no's. Don't be on your phone. Do are on your phone, or you do like little things to show that you. Do. I hear that happens at places. It does. Um, it blows my mind. Um, blows my mind. You know how how you go about the warm up, how you go about carrying yourself, how you're dressed. All of those things show that you care in a way, and so. You know, you can't be upset about, oh, no one listens to me when you don't show that you, um, you're willing to, like, build that relationship and care with that person. And then just being very honest, like, when you're new, a new level one, if you don't know the answer, don't pretend. Just, you'll actually gain, oh, yeah, that's you'll gain more trust with people if you're like, I'm not sure. I'm going to ask oh, one of the no. other coaches. Or you'll be like, I'm going to check that out. And then you actually go do it. You actually go do a little research and said, hey, I read this last night. Let's try this. Dude, mm -hmm. if you do that for an athlete, oh my gosh, you're going to be gold in their mind. And then what else did you do? That's your continuing education. You just learned something because you applied. Oh my Experience is the best it's teacher. Crushing this answer. You applied something that you, an, an obstacle in class, and that got you to seek out this information that now you go back and you try to apply and see how it works. And then maybe you adjust from there. But I'm telling you, if you do those little things for people, They'll start coming, they'll like trust you with everything. And then once you do that, then you can be a really effective coach because you can be like, bro, take weight off the bar. Hey, let's not try that today. Let's try this. And they'll naturally kind of fall into that fold of listening to you. Um, that's totally. So, and then that, that's a, a, such a fun reward that you get with coaching is when you guys work together to figure it out. I mean, that's the coolest moments is when you didn't know something, you and your athlete worked together and kind of communicated back and forth. And then you're like, oh, that was cool. We got the result that we wanted. Or if you didn't, then you 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 learned. You learned yeah. not to do that in the future. And when you get that light bulb moment together, that's the best part of coaching. Yeah. So and fun. then when you do that, honestly, this is where this is a really good thing that, or good positive note to finish on that I dealt with at the beginning of my, at least my coaching career is almost feeling like insecure that I don't know as much or don't know as much as I feel like I should know to, to coach our, our folks and everything, but being totally honest with them and telling them, I know this, I don't know this, but I'm going to go try to figure this out with you. It takes the the pressure off of you to always, to feel like you need to be perfect because you don't need to be perfect right away. You're as long as you show that you're you care and you're putting effort in and that you're learning alongside your people, you're gonna be golden as and a coach. For this this goes to the athletes out there. Last thing really quick, I want to add on to this because it's important. Okay. Is if you ask your coach a question and they give you an answer and it's not the answer you want, give it an honest try. Because I get questions a lot and then I don't feel like it's ever followed up upon. Right, and then go give it an honest try and be like, Coach, I've been doing what you, and then maybe it won't work. But you go, Coach, I've been doing what you told me to do the last three weeks, and this is still an issue. And then <coughs> I tell you right now, if an athlete did that after I told them, gave them some advice, I'll bend over backwards to go, Okay, we got to figure out what this is. Yeah, what I see a lot is, Oh, 
I don't want to do that. That's not fun to go do that stretch. So I do it one time and then I never do it again. So um, if you want to get better and if you want your coach invested in you too, showing that little bit of effort and then coming back with the feedback um, is a way to get more attention and get better. Boom. Boom. You heard it. You're not going to hear it anywhere else but the No Regrets podcast. <laughs> the one and only Coach Matt Bear is just crushing the questions. I'm going to share a I'm workout. good at the coaching questions, yeah. not what's my favorite chocolate bar. <laughs> he sucks at those questions. I'll answer those questions. <laughs> but he's good at the coaching questions. I'll give you guys a fun workout that I did. Save this one. Told you guys I'd even tell it to you guys on the podcast. I did a small little somewhat interval workout. Got very short rest in it, so I didn't really feel like interval but it was interval um on Tuesday and it went a little something like this four sets you're gonna need a barbell and a pull-up bar 20 toes to bar over to your barbell 10 front squats I used 135 but it should be something that's kind of heavy but you can do unbroken back to the pull-up bar 20 chest to bar pull-ups back to the barbell 10 shoulder overhead rest one minute my idea was keeping it one minute because I was like, oh, let's see how long I can hold. It's going to get grippy, how long I can hold on to the pull-up bar. And I knew it was gonna that one minute was going to be very, very challenging. But Matt goes, hey, why don't you mirror the rounds and then go back the way you came every other round? So round two would look like 10 shoulder overhead, 20 chest to bar, 10 front squats, finish on 20 toes to bar. Rest one minute, mirror it again. Round three looks like round one, and you're going to do four sets of that. That was fun and spicy, and my grips just fell apart the whole time because I think it's hot and just they're melting on the pull-up bars. That's my workout for you guys. It was fun. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Adjust the weight and the rep scheme accordingly. If, if 20s on the pull-up bar is too much, you tense. You Unbroken. Tense is the unbroken. idea, right? Yeah, unbroken is the idea. Or maybe when you get to the final set, it's just like hanging on for dear life. But that's what it kind of turned into. That's a wrap. That a long podcast. Maybe I should start doing my favorite workout. I well, I ask you, would you want to give a workout real quick? No, it's okay. We'll do. We're we're too long next time. I will. Okay, you better come prepared. I feel like I ask you things and you're like, oh, 40, 45, 45 minute minutes run. of running. I knew you were going to say that. That was 45, not my favorite. 45 minutes of running. Go do it. Not my favorite, but All I right. did it. For Becca, Matt, and Blitz, we are out for episode nine. Thank you guys for joining us. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week for more fun stuff. Bye.